When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, my next guest would know. He knows every lyric to every Bruce Springsteen song. He's the greatest sports talk personality in the history of the business, evidenced by that Mike and the Mad Dog show. Of course, he's got his own channel on Sirius XM, the Mad Dog Channel, daily show, fantastic, tremendous baseball show, high heat on the MLB Network. From David Letterman to going to the Hall of Fame in Chicago this year, here he is, the all-time best, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Doggy, 41 shots. Does that song empathize, sympathize with the cop and the victim or just the victim? I wish I knew the answer. Good morning there, Good morning. Sydney. Uh, good job, Louie. Good to hear from you again. I don't know that either. I think that uh, I'd have to go back and look at those words. I think Louie hit it right on the head. I think the 41 shots, I think that, and he says 41 shots about 9 million times in a song. Aye. 41 shots. <laughs> I mean, geez. I mean, he says it 25. So because of that, I think most people think, it's an anti-cop song. I remember one year he played it at the Garden, and I was there, and he got booed. Oh, boy. Um, but I, I did not hear Stevie with you today. Um, uh, I, you know, uh, I, I don't have the answer for you on that. He doesn't play that very often now. Uh, I think most people think it's anti-cop, but you guys might be right. And the Stevie, uh, he would know better than well, anyway. and, and I'll tell you why it came up, Doggy, is because uh, Stevie does an annual event. For the, it's called the Police Ball, which I'll be out with him right. on Tuesday night. And he invites right. people, like 350, 400 cops. And you know, going to all of his concerts, Bruce's concerts, Chris, you've even given me your tickets once, that cops love Bruce Springsteen. So I don't think it's the cops that are mad at Bruce. It's the everyday folks, maybe Republicans, that are mad at Bruce about songs like That's that. Right. Is that right? You might be right. You might be 1,000% right. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know that answer. I wish it did. You know, we haven't seen Bruce in, in a long time, you know, in a tour scenario where you're gobbling up information after information, tidbit after tidbit. It's been six years. So as a result of that, you're sort of a little out of the verses, songs, how he does them, crowd reactions. You're not in the flow of it. Uh, you know, when he starts here February 1st in Tampa, I think maybe we'll get a little more, uh, you know, we'll be back into it and we'll concentrate a little more you know you listen to all the songs you buy the albums you go back to your old tapes and you plug them in and you'll listen because we'll all be into it i'm not into it right now you know like for instance this last album you know which i loved letter to you i mean i haven't heard really i haven't heard it top to bottom in about two years so right. i'm a little out of that yep. so once you get into it again we'll, we'll get focused on it but louis made a great point i do think the 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 title of the song Gives you maybe a wrong impression. Yep. I think that's an excellent point. Yeah, I think he's right, too. Uh, before we get to the Radon signing and what the Mets are doing, I come to work this morning. I go, Chris is coming on today, Russo. And, you, you know, everybody loves you here. Of course they love you. But they all said the same thing to me. Did you hear Chris playing Hollywood Squares on Stern Show on Tuesday? Just so you know, Chris, I do listen to Howard Afternoons. I still yes, think he's do. great. I think he's great. I modeled a lot of my stuff right after him, to be completely honest. Uh, it's still fun for you doing that show, yes? Well, that's the first time I've ever done it, uh, and it was, you know, a, a new experience. Let's put it that way. Um, 
But, uh, you know, uh, when, when they ask you to go on that show, you make it your business to do so. Uh, so, I mean, I did not know all the characters. Uh, <laughs> I know them now. Yeah. I thought I played the game right. That they went to me three times, and I actually uh, convinced them that an answer that I gave them, uh, Bob Kraft's place down in Florida, where he got himself in trouble then, <laughs> I said King's Table, and the Marine uh, or the Navy SEAL thought I was right and I was wrong, so I actually <laughs> threw him off. Uh, so, I mean, I actually, uh, you know, I learned something of how the game's played. I learned some of his characters there on the show. Uh, I did not know that much about it before I got on there. Uh, I got to I got to uh, Howard's studio that day, quarter to seven, and it was on for two hours. So yep. I learned something. Uh, you know, we have a good relationship, Howard, which is hard to believe after all these years where he, you know, he likes me. So from that standpoint, uh, yeah. you know, if Howard likes you, that's a huge plus. Well, he always liked you. He doesn't, he doesn't like Mike, who well, I did speak to. Me. You know, he didn't know me. You yeah. know, he didn't know me. Enough. You know, he's known me since the Sirius XM. Right. I mean, right. he didn't really know me, uh, you know, when I was with you over there at FAN. So, but he but he does like me. So he asked me to do it. And I, I loved I mean, I did it. And I will do it again if they ask. They gave me the top left square. So when he goes around and does all the interviews <laughs> with all the squares i was the first one he talked to and he is down on the radio hall of fame nonsense and he knows i like it he meant a lot to me so he tweaked me on that for 20 minutes but for the most part uh you know when i go on here we have a good time and i usually can turn the tables on him and i can interview him yes instead of him interviewing me that's right you do a great job with that yes enjoy Yes. I think that's why people enjoy the spot. I couldn't do it this time because it was a different kind of thing. Yeah. I will tell you that I I, uh, I started doing edibles because of you on the Howard Stern Show, and now I'm addicted. It's a stressful Christmas season. My NFL betting has been awful. So maybe if I take about eight of them before I bet Miami Buffalo, I'll get a game right. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You know, one other thing I read this week before we get to the baseball stuff is I I think in the post I read this. You know, I spoke to Mike Francesa two days ago. He's traveling, so he couldn't join me. No, he he came on like three weeks ago. He was going to come on this Wednesday, ended up traveling. I don't know where he went. It doesn't matter. But I did read this week that there was some serious conversation. You become an ESPN star. I did have Stephen A. Smith on Monday. I brought you up. He loves you. But there was an article in the Post that you and Mike were being considered to uh, team up once again at ESPN. Is that true? You know, I swear to God, when uh, Mr. Marshawn wrote that, I, I, that was the first I've heard of it. Um, I think there was a scenario where they wanted to bring Mike in here to surprise me one day in March, and Mark got, got, got a bad cold and didn't do it. I don't know where they are with that right now. Uh, whatever they uh, Listen, I'm an employee of ESPN. Uh, you know, they, uh, I'm an employee. So whatever they decide to do is okay by me. Uh, it would be a little weird with the three of us ganging, me and Mike ganging up on Stephen A. He can handle it, but it would be a little weird because Mike and I agree on more sports than people think. Um, I don't know where exactly that stands. Um, I don't know. And I don't know if Mike would want to do a daily grind of it, you know, once a week, twice a week. I don't know if he's into that, but I, you know, I'm sure they'd love to have Mike come in. But I don't know about it on a, on a, I don't know if he, yeah. knowing Mike, yeah. at this stage of his life, yeah. the kid's going to be a tight end up there. At, uh, I think he's going to Hamilton. He's a good football player. I just don't see his oldest. I don't see Mike wanting to go in there once, twice a week to go out there and babble about the uh, Boston Celtics and the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I can't. 
I don't see Mike wanting to do that. I don't either, but, but then I, I was under the impression. See, I wouldn't like it. The way you set it up, you and Mike against Stephen A., I wouldn't like that. I thought they were going to ask Stephen A. Smith to step out for a segment and just go you against Mike. That would make more uh, sense. I, you know, that's something that I hadn't thought of. Um, now, l- l- let me say one thing about that. And I, first off, uh, I owe Stephen A. everything because he's the one who put this together. So that's number one. Number two, that is his show. He is the boss. So I, I, do you think that Stephen A., and he loves that chair. You know, that's his power chair, quote-unquote. Yeah. you remember what that used to be at, at FAM. That power chair is everything for a radio or a TV guy. you think Stephen A. is going to give up a power chair to let me and Mike go out there and babble away about, uh, you know, the Jets, Giants? I, I don't see that happening myself. Steve says, yeah, you know, let me sit out a couple of segments. Mike, you sit here, and you two go at it like the old days. I, I, I don't point. see that one. Yeah. I don't see that. I yeah. think, if anything, they would put the three of us together yep. and see how that meshed. But, again, uh, I, I, that was the first I heard of it when Marshawn – I swear to God, I mean, he doesn't believe me, but that's the first I had heard of it <laughs> when Marshawn called me. You yeah. got remember one thing, too, Sid. This is, some, this is something interesting. A lot of those producers of that first take – and it's not the same producer. You know, you got four or five different guys. A lot of those kids, you know, they're 35 years old. They and they're all from this area. They grew up with me and Mike. So as a result, they they would love that, right? Because to them, Mike and Chris, you know, for twenty years when they were kids, you know, they were what you know they were the staple of 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 sports debate in a lot of ways. So maybe Marshawn got it from some of those kids. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the story about this, you know, that they wanted to surprise me and put Mike in there. I don't know all the details, but I think the impact with those young kids that we had on that radio show over at FAN, I think that had something to do with this with this last thing that just came out. That makes sense. I, I, and I believe you that you didn't know about it, but it does make sense I what you're that. saying. You know, I believe you. No, I, dog, I believe you. Uh, let's get to some of the uh, three baseball stories in particular because I spent so much time on Springsteen and you and Mike. Uh, the Mets, uh, goodbye, Jacob DeGrom. He's in Texas. Hello, Justin Verlander. They bring in Quintana. They brought in this Japanese kid, gave him a lot of money over a five-year period, at least on paper. And you've got to be careful here. But on paper, this Met rotation looks better now than last year, and they won 101 last year. Do you agree? Yeah, I would say, you know, probably Senga. You know, he's got a bigger upside than, um, uh, than you know, say, Walker or Bassett. Uh, you know, Quintana is a, sort of a five-inning guy. He's a fifth starter. Uh, you know, he pitched well for the Cardinals, but, you know, I, I don't – he's five innings. Uh, but, you know, Verlander – in a big game, he's not good in the World Series. He's good in the postseason overall, but not in the World Series. Yeah, I think the Mets rotation is is certainly formidable, and I would put it on the same. You know, Scherzer is not a great postseason pitcher. He's had his great moments in the postseason, but even for Washington when they won in 19, Strasburg's the guy that won that series, not, not Scherzer. That's true. Scherzer was okay, but Strasburg is the great pitcher. And I have never – listen, I've been here a long time, so have you. Scherzer got booed off the mound against the Padres. That was the worst booing of any pitcher off a mound in New York since Ed Whitson. That's how bad it was. Wow. They were nasty with him. They, wow. they hated when he pitched the last two starts of the year, the Atlanta start and that start. So, listen, here's what I'll say about the Mets. They're basically the same team they were last year. They, they gave Diaz a fortune. I understand why they did it. They gave Nimmo a fortune. I understand why they did it. Uh, you know, they, they bring in a catcher from Milwaukee. Uh, okay. Which, you know, he's okay. 
Uh, you know, I don't buy the all-star thing. They all make the all-star team. And their pitching is probably a little better, but, you know, remains to be seen. So they have basically just stayed the same. They still need a bat in the worst way. Agreed. 100%. Yep. They're not a great offensive team immense. No. no. I mean, you know, Lindor is pretty good. Alonzo is very good. And who else? Escobar's, uh, you know, McNeil's not hitting 340 again. I mean, you know, I know Marte broke his finger, but, I mean, they didn't hit against a good pitching against Atlanta. They didn't hit against San Diego. I don't think their offense is that great. If you compare it to, for instance, the Phillies' offense that has, once Harper returns, Harper, Riamuto, you know, uh, obviously now Turner. They got a lot of power. People hit the ball out of the ballpark. Hoskins can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Baum can hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, that's a pretty damn good team offensively. And the Braves are the Braves. So, uh, the, 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 and the Braves made a great trade getting his catcher. Great trade. So, and they're going to get Soroka back. I would still make the Braves the best team in the NL East. I know that's hard to believe. I'd still put the Braves in the Okay. Way. I like the Phillies there. And the, the Dodgers and the Padres. The Padres lineup could be just intense getting Bogarts this week, too. We'll wait and see about that. The National League could be very interesting. But you say the Mets are basically the same team. I would, I would say the Yanks, too. And the Mets were very good last year. No, I know. But, but you know, is Mark Hanna going to be this No, again? no, no, no. But I would say the is, same thing. Is McNeil uh, going to hit 324? No, never again. Is Endor going to knock in 100 runs? No. They can't, no. Their catching doesn't hit. No, I know. Escobar had a decent month, but he didn't do anything. No. I mean, you know, Alonzo's going to hit 50 homers. I mean, I, I don't love the Mets offense, to be honest with you. I agree, I but, but, but if the Mets are the same team, so are the Yanks. I know they got Radon yesterday, but before that, all they really did was re-sign Aaron Judge and the GM. That's it. Fair. Uh, and, the, and the Yankees, I mean, listen, here's the Yankees' problem. Donaldson shot, he, he, and they got to pay him $30 million. And twenty-one million and an eight million dollar buyout. He he is you know they, they cannot play him and Lemayhu play third base. Is Lemayhu's foot okay? And Lemayhu hasn't been the same player since they gave him the big contract. Torres, you can have Torres. He's so feast or famine. He you know hits the ball out of the ballpark or does nothing else. Uh, you know the catcher faded late. Trevino, I don't love him. Uh, you know uh, Stanton gets hurt and then when he comes back, it takes him a month to get his timing back. You know, Judge does not hit. I love Judge, but he didn't hit. Doesn't hit great in the postseason. Uh, you know, Harrison Bader going to be great again. I got to see that. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't. I mean, listen, they got a formidable staff. Here's the thing about the Yankees: their issue last year wasn't pitching. They didn't lose to Houston because they couldn't pitch. Nope. I mean, you know, they, they lost to Houston because they couldn't hit. Cole pitched well. Cortez pitched well. They uh, Severino pitched well. Got taken out of the game too quick, but he pitched well. They did not beat the Astros because they cannot hit. They couldn't hit. They got handcuffed. Yep. And I don't know where they have improved themselves unless they're going to let basically say, well, we didn't have LeMayu and Ben Benintendi, and maybe we'll re-sign Benintendi, put him in left, and we make sure LeMayu is healthy. Let me see that first. Let me see that. Because, you know, they haven't signed Benintendi, and let me see LeMayu play healthy because he hasn't been as good in the last couple of years. And I don't like the second baseman. I don't like the catching. And I don't think Bader is going to be great again. I'm with you. I don't think the Yankees are as good as people think. And one other thing. One other thing. Let me get this straight. The guy's got 56 career wins. He's 30 years old. He's had two pretty good years, but he's always hurt. And they gave him $162 million. (laughs) I mean, 
We should have been pitchers, Chris. What could I tell you? <laughs> uh, they gave him a hundred and no trade. <laughs> yeah. At twenty-seven yeah. million dollars a year, boy, yeah. oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, it was good to call those buttons. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. Hey, he was the best guy out there. That's what the Yankees do, and more than often, it comes back to bite him in the ass. Uh, what's not up for debate is you. You're great. Uh, I really want to wish you, Chris. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You've been really good to me and this program. Well, I mean, I'm glad, you know, I listen, we all miss Bernie. It seems like you've kept this show moving very, very well. Thank it's you. It's great to have Louie there. You know how much Louie means to everybody. Yes. That's good to hear. Yes. And, I love the dog. Uh, you know, it seems like you're getting good guests. And you're doing a hell of a job. That's Thank the most you. important thing. Thank you, Chris. You're the best. I love you, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk again. Okay. Thank you, Chris. God, he's so great. I love him. Christopher Mad Dog Russo. There he is. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.